Welcome to the Top Order podcast this week in cricket time, which is the first in the feed this week. We're also going to cover an England-India test match preview in your feed very, very shortly. But on tonight's show, we're going to talk New Zealand versus Pakistan T20s. Mammoth innings from Finn Allen today to go up with impressive performances for the Black Caps across the series so far. Some injury concerns, a little bit of Babar Azam and a little bit of bits and pieces. We'll talk some India-Afghanistan, West Indies versus is Australia. How did Steve Smith go in his first dig as a test match opener? All coming up on the Top Order podcast. Stay tuned. Well, boys is the customary starter (laughs) to our show. So we mentioned on last week's show, I think we were heading off to Eden Park for the first of those T20 games in the series. A very uh, balmy evening. Great atmosphere, wasn't um, yeah, it? But bar, well, I was, I was going for balmy as in it was slightly humid as opposed to as in uh, yeah. balmy army. But yes, definitely there was plenty of support in the ground. So I think 20,000 or so in a stadium mm-hmm. that holds about 50 or so when it's, uh, when it's ch- chock-a-block. But yes, yeah, certainly plenty of atmosphere at the ground. The food store's doing a roaring trade um, at the at the break and well throughout the course of the game actually and this is really <laughs> yeah, you, were, you were long you were gone for a while we- well I, i'm talking actually more about just cricketing etiquette and you know the amount oh. of people that kind of come and go during the course of an over should be outlawed <laughs> from the game in my view um, i thought least- we were going to get baldy shouting at a cloud later for uh, his thoughts on west indies australia but we've started the show with you well and, and look to be I'm honest with adam here and i've been in a situation <laughs> oh, where someone's knocked over a baldwin uh, comma M drink a, a game and got uh, more than a serve actually so um, yeah look uh, joking aside fa- fantastic atmosphere um, look really good game of second cricket second and third T20s have been sold out as well I think yeah, so it, it, it's been fantastic hasn't it um, to see yeah a couple of the smaller uh, grounds sold out so down at the University Oval in Dunedin today yep. which I'm sure we'll um, we'll come on to should we start with the positives and, and look I guess you, you're going to want to talk about a record breaking innings today for, uh, for Finn Allen aren't you Oh, absolutely. I mean, look, New Zealand, uh, what, what last time we were talking, uh, we were talking about Finnell. We had a big conversation about him. And look, at, at that point, before this series, I was very close to the whole, you know, Michael Corleone, you know, just when I thought I was out. I really did think maybe it's time that Tim Seifert got to go at, the, you know, an extended run at the top of the order. Finnell has been so inconsistent. He absolutely has this potential that... He has now put three innings together of significance, and I think you know that these three innings. I think we'll talk about them probably in more in a little bit more depth as as we go through. But I think these three innings, this is this shows exactly what he can do, and shows why the selectors have had faith in him for such a long time. Not just in the T Twenty game, but they wanted basically to give him the opportunity to work his way into that one day uh, World Cup squad as well, and it didn't quite work out. What's changed for Finn Allen? Because something something has clearly flipped the switch in his batting in this series. Is it? What is it? That's a good question. I mean, the, the difference probably is that he's hitting some of those balls that you know he was hitting to fielders. They're now going uh, over the rope. But I would say uh, the the small things that I guess I've noticed is that he's like some of those first balls. You know, after ball after a boundary, although he has strung together. A few overs of boundary, 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 boundary. But I think he's taking singles better, actually. The first couple of balls, or I think he's taken a single maybe in his first ball of every single inning. So I could be wrong there, but at least twice I can remember him just tucking away a single, which sort of uh, we've come to expect from him 
that he just goes from ball one. And look, I'm not saying he hasn't gone from ball one. He's hit the ball very hard and he's got very quick starts for New Zealand. Mm. The other small thing I would say, maybe not so small, is that is the left arm swing uh, that we talked about as well. The That's been a real weakness for him against Shorafal. We talked about it last week. Shorafal's dismissed him every single time he's bowled to him. I think Shahina Shahafridi had troubled him as well. And he's just taken Shaheen Shahafridi apart in this series so far. I mean, look, three... Three games, three consecutive scores from Finn, and they're getting better and better. Like it, he gave mm. us a little glimpse in Auckland. He took Shaheen for twenty-four off yeah. that over. I think absolutely pasted him all over the park, and then he did seventy odd in that next game, and now you know world record hundred and thirty odd today. So very impressive stuff. Before we go on and talk about some of, the, I guess, the other New Zealand positives, that has anyone else found it strange? Um, you know, there's that definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Pakistan have won all three tosses so far and decided to chase three times. Have they not learned their lesson, particularly by this third one? What do you think, Baldy? I, I don't know what I don't know what they expect to change in terms of the outcome. And clearly, Finn Allen's in good form. They've got a really good batting lineup, New Zealand. And if you're going in with your best two bowlers under attack in yeah. terms of Harris Ralph and, and Shaheen Shahafridi, and, and not really much else behind that in the T20s, you know they, they're on on target for yet another hiding. Two twenty four plays two hundred and what would they get in the second one? Two hundred plus, yeah. and then two twenty six at Eden Park. So yeah, I don't know what Pakistan are expecting, but if they win the toss again and they don't <laughs> bat first, uh, I think the analytics department might have something to say about it. Yeah, well, unless of course that you know that they're deciding that they're going to prep for the World Cup and that you know they're. And uh, they're looking at how they might go about chasing down scores. Um, well, they've got they've they've had to chase some big ones so yeah, far. Yeah, so I don't yeah. think it's worked for them so no, far. Abso- but, absolutely not. But that's what they could be looking at. I mean, that's what this is, though, really, for for everyone. I guess all of the C20s that everyone's playing, that there is that eye to the World Cup. And, I mean, I, th- I think that's why it's so exciting for us, for, for Finn. I mean, you look at today. I mean, we should probably give the stats out today. So 137 off 62 balls. He brought his 100 up off 48 balls. The highest score ever by a New Zealander in a T20 International. Tied the world record for most sixes ever in a T20 international wow. with with Zazai from Afghanistan. Okay, sixteen, sixteen. Yeah, it, it, you know, phenomenal stuff. It, like this, really was a remarkable innings. There were three hundred meter sixes, and uh, you know, three lots of one hundred meter, hundred meter not plus. One, not, I should qualify not, that. Not with. one six that went for three hundred meters. Well, like he didn't hit it on a road. I, I tell and you what, going. if that tree wasn't in the way, the one I was talking to you before the show, Baldy, the one that hit the top of the tree straight down the ground at, at University Oval, that could have gone three hundred meters. And I tell you what, if it had got to the road and bounced, it might have gone much further than that because he was just hitting them so so cleanly. And I think you know, like I said, it's just. It's so exciting for us because, uh, you know, he's a game changer. He really is. And when he gets going, like he's got the potential to win us games. We saw that in the last T20 World Cup with what he did against Australia. And the problem for New Zealand, and, and they've, they've been going on and on and on about it in the commentary, and I think or for, for a long time now, and, and Finn's aware of it because uh, they a funny thing happened in that second T20 where uh, Katie Martin and, and uh, Finn Allen was on the mic Katie Martin and Craig McMillan were in the commentary box talking to him and uh, Katie Martin asked him a question about oh why is, why is it so difficult for Tim Southey what, what's so difficult about facing Tim Southey late on in the innings and Finn just goes I, I couldn't tell you because I'm not normally out here and you know so he's, he's well aware of that the fact that he doesn't normally make it out of the power play mm. but he's done it now 
three times in a row. Um, did he make it out of the power play in that first game? He, very, very close, if not. But yeah, you I know, think he did. Two scores, two last two scores, significant scores that go a long way to winning you a match. And today, obviously, is just a match-winning mm. performance. So yeah, that's that's what I've liked about Finella. Not so much. You know, yes, he's got big runs and he's gone on and, and made big scores when he's got a good start. But he has been patient enough, dismissal in Auckland notwithstanding, because that was a bit of a wild, windy whoosh, I think, from memory when, when he had that over under control yep. and he'd already just hit mm-hmm. a boundary. Um, that, to me, is the change in Finale, and is prepared to bat just a little bit longer and to sacrifice a tiny little bit of strike rate early, knowing that he can hit 21 boundaries in 62 <laughs> balls. He can yeah. hit a boundary every three balls if he, if he really yeah. gets going. Do, do you know what, though? I think that that probably to an extent shows a little bit of, of our age making the comment, you know, he's just hit a boundary. He should consolidate with a single or turn the strike. They don't think that way anymore. Absolutely not. It, 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 if you were on that roller coaster, I was watching uh, Big Bash last night. Uh, Laurie Evans just kept going. He, you know, mm. he'd, he'd hit mm. three or four boundaries. He'd, at no point did he think, well, 16's good enough off this over. It was like, no, I'm going to take 28. Yeah, I, to- I totally hear you. But I think for Finn Allen, I think his longevity, like his solidifying his spot in this New Zealand side rests on him to be a little bit smarter in terms of that decision making and ride the roller coaster when he really knows that he's on and rather than trying to like overplay his hand a little bit I, I just think that there is a there is a balance there for Finn Allen to underplay his hand sometimes knowing that he's got you know 137 now off 60 and yeah he's, he's uh, bo- Bordine, I'm, I'm, I, I'm old yeah no, mate I, it's weird I've got a conflicting emotion I, I hear everything that you're saying um, th- these guys don't think like that and I don't think he's thinking if I now go down to a strike rate of 160 for a bit and bat at um, 80% risk instead of 90% risk I might get another game th- they don't think like this anymore mm. they think that they've been given the freedom um, if they're given freedom which is well when you get to 60 you need to get 80 this time then all of a sudden that freedom to get to 60 goes away so I, I, I just don't think the modern player thinks like that they're given the confidence and given the the license by uh, you know a good management structure and a, and a, and a good team structure um, and that's what he's going to produce and I, I think th- this has probably just unlocks that you know cheat code for him to be, to be able to kind of do that throughout the course of uh, yeah, longer, longer innings. So yeah, he's been massively impressive. I think that's the the point. I mean, he talked about that as well, and that that's his role. Like his role is to get us off to a flyer, and you know, he said that he hadn't hasn't done it for long enough. But I think what to to Baldy's point, yeah, and to both of your points, I guess that he was like. If the ball was in his arc, he tried to hit it for a boundary. But I think to Baldy's point, he was he was still prepared that if the ball's not here, I'm going to hit yeah. a single. And I think and even uh, Nawaz's first over today, I think went for two or three or something or four. Or, and and they were kind of okay with that because they'd just taken 28 off Harris Ralph's over. Mm. And I think in the past, Finn has kind of got worked up and gone, okay, well, I've had a couple of dot balls now. It's time to try and hit a six. Yep. So look, there wasn't a lot of dot balls in the innings. It, it could be as simple as... The, he's hitting the ball cleanly now. He's had some great domestic form leading into this and everything's just coming off the middle and going over the rope. But, you know, I think it's hugely encouraging for New Zealand. Before we wrap up the Pakistan series, the, there are other 10 other players playing for New Zealand. Do we want to give any of them any air Yeah, that, that was my question for you, really. So other than, um, I think, 50-odd uh, for Darrell Mitchell in that first game, not a single 
other 50 in uh, New Zealand batting lineups out of the course of this tournament. Obviously, when you've got a guy getting 137, that's <laughs> slightly less important. But uh, an injury to, I think, Devon Conway's got a, a scare. Um, I, I believe, obviously, Kane, Kane Williamson. Well, I'm just, I, I, all I'm reading into is he didn't keep wicket in the, the game oh, no, today it's just and Seifert was, came in. It's just because Seifert was playing and, and yeah. uh, um, Seifert's a bit of keeper. Took a great catch today, actually. Um, but, but obviously, Kane also injured as well. Um, yeah, so won't play any further part in this series any yeah I guess any concerns from a from a batting perspective or anything you want to talk about from a bowling point of view as well I think if you're going to be really critical of the New Zealand side you could probably say that they should have scored more even yeah. in all three games even though they've scored over 200 they probably got themselves into situations with Finnellan's great start with uh, Daryl Mitchell's innings in Auckland and, and uh, even to a little extent Kane Williamson's to, uh, scores that he put in this series before his injury uh, I think you could say that they haven't quite finished them off. Mark Chapman did a little bit in at Eden Park, but yeah, both, both all three games they've sort of lost wickets near the end and they've fallen away. But look, I mean, like I just said, they, they've scored over two hundred in in all three games, and when you've got the top order going so well, it means that the lower order players come in and they're trying to hit from ball one. So the collapses, I guess, you could say they can happen very easily and. Mm. and as much as Pakistan has taken a pounding in this series, their bowling attack, they still do have Harris Ralph and Shaheen Shahafridi, who are very good bowlers at the death. I think Harris Ralph, maybe uh, even looking at his World Cup performances in the 50 overs, you could probably say that he's struggling up front at the moment. His his overs early on in innings haven't been good, but his death bowling still looks very, very strong. But yeah, he I, was good in Eden Park, Harris Ralph, at the death, I thought. Even, yeah. though, even though Pakistan were under like heavy attack, uh, I thought his bowling at the death was very good. And he was a yard, yard and a half quicker than anyone well, else on the, the field. The, the on speed that, ones didn't say that, but the, to the, the naked eye... The eye test, the yeah, eye test he, would he tell you... He had more zip, didn't he? Yep, he yeah. had more zip. He had a little bit about him. Yeah. Um, no surprises there to any fans. Um, Amir Jamal didn't have a great... Um, series so far, particularly Eden Park, he got he got taken around a bit. We kind of expected him to to be entertaining, and he was, but perhaps not in the way that the Pakistan fa- fans were expecting. Um, I, I didn't, I haven't really liked what I've I've seen from Azam Khan so far. I mean, he's come in. We've expected him to hit the ball a long way, and that's why he's in the side. And and we haven't really seen him get going at all in this series. I think he got seven or eight today. He got a dozen or so at Eden Park, no more than that. So. Um, yeah, he has. He hasn't been the the finisher at number six for Pakistan that I think they were hoping for. Picking him as a keeper ahead of Rizwan, who could quite easily do the job. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the weird thing, well, the weird thing that I found about the criticism of Pakistan in this series is that uh, I've seen, weirdly, I've seen a lot of criticism or chat, maybe not criticism, but sort of conversations about Baba Azam's role mm. in in the T Twenty side for Pakistan and. He is, you know, I guess this is a similar conversation that we've had about Kane Williamson, about someone like, someone like Smith, but someone like KL Rahul in the IPL, we often talk about him. Uh, and, and it's all about strike rates and things. But there, was a, there was a conversation on Crick Info about whether or not India could have Rohit and Kohli in the same T20 side in this World Cup. So, yeah. like, it doesn't matter which nation it is, that conversation about those guys at the top yeah. of the order. I mean, 350s in three digs and a strike rate over 160 shit, isn't it? it yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's a very yeah. weird conversation that's yeah. come up about Barbara Azam. But, I, I mean, to your point about, uh, uh, about Azam, the keeper... It's the same story for uh, Iftikhar Ahmed. It's it's that their middle order just hasn't performed. Uh, you know, Rizwan hasn't really got going. 
uh, fuck is a man's kind of every time I watch him run it, walk out to bat, I get chills through my my bones. But he I was enjoying him in the second T Twenty. He, he was starting quite, to get going. You know, yeah, I haven't been chills that have multiplied, have they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it hasn't quite worked out for him. But I think some of that is down to the credit from the New Zealand bowlers. And you know, you were talking about quick bowlers before. I think that the particularly Ben Sears and Adam Milne have been really, really impressive. And suddenly, sort of a, a cupboard of fast bowling stocks that that we were a little bit worried about. Now, if you know, if him, if uh, Lockie Ferguson, and if yeah, Sears, Milne, and Ferguson are all possibly fighting for one spot in a in a starting lineup, or even you know maybe two spots in a squad, I think suddenly you know New Zealand has has Ben Sears has given them a, a decision to make, which is really really impressive on his part. I thought his pace was good, but also his brains were good. You know, like he came in, particularly that Eden Park game that we were there. He was under pressure at times in that game, you Big know. Pressure, yeah. Probably in the second, uh, the second T Twenty, not so much. Like New Zealand was un- had that game under control, but I think when Baba was in in that first game, Sears Sears had to bowl a crunch over, and he got Baba out. You know, like he he ran twice. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got him out twice and tw- twice and two digs. So yeah, I thought the way he mixed up his pace and and hit his areas mm-hmm. was was very very impressive. Yep, absolutely. Before we lose control of the podcast, should we segue, Adam? Yeah, let's segue. So let, let's uh, let's move on. Um, obviously, some Test cricket just about to happen. The uh, I think it's the Anthony DeMello Trophy that's played for between it is yeah. England and India. Well In, India having a tune up with a T Twenty series against Afghanistan. Um, so that's obviously uh, the way they're going to prepare for. A uh, bit of basketball. Um, what, any any eyes on that? And and if so, anything we want to talk about from uh, from that series? I think we've got to talk about Shivam Duba, haven't we? Well, we do, and mainly just because I just needed to formally apologise to to him for for comments I've made in the past. Basically, I, I think uh, I don't know, maybe uh, in IPL previews, maybe twelve months ago or something like that, I might have made comments like, "I can't believe Shivan Dubey still has an IPL contract, let alone, you know, is in is in conversations for for being in the CSK side." And he went away, you know, had a really good uh, IPL for CSK. And look, after three and a half years out of international cricket in August 2023, kind of came back, played a couple of games for, for India then, and now has just you know been a, a massive contributor so far in this Afghanistan series. I, I think since he's come back, he's had 170 runs and hasn't been dismissed from four knocks. Yeah, so, I was going to say that that's the main thing you can hang your hat on is his, his average is poor at the moment because <laughs> yeah. he doesn't have one. Yeah. But look, he's such a weird one for me because basically I gave up on him, if you want to put it that way, and, and or wrote him off because he just doesn't move his feet. Like, he's one of those, you know, modern players who just stands there and whacks it. But I guess if you hit it as cleanly as he's doing at the moment and, and, and has shown, you know, that finisher, he's talked a little bit uh, lately about how, uh, you know, MS Dhoni has talked to him about finishing, which, you know, if you're going to talk to someone about... Uh, being able to finish an innings, it's a pretty good person to talk about. So yeah, look, it's he's coming good, and I think, I mean, again, I feel like we say this every single episode, but India's got some decisions to make around that T Twenty World Cup squad. Absolutely, because I think if I'm right in saying, I think I might be right. This is this series is their last tune-up in terms of T Twenty matches before the T Twenty 
World Cup uh, in you probably are right because I think they 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 go straight into this as you said into the India India England Test series then they've got the IPL straight on the back of that and then the T20 and World Cup away. So, straight away so yeah so not a lot of opportunity to get together at a national level and and develop combinations but there will certainly be lots of conjecture lots of speculation at least on this podcast in terms of the makeup of that Indian squad for the Caribbean and the United States particularly with guys like Dubai putting their hand up uh, and Hardik Pandya's injury yep. still continuing to cast out over potentially what role he'll play if any in that World Cup squad well and lots of other things to think about as well Richard Pant's probably going to be back um, quite possibly yep. uh, from injury and clearly obviously an IPL between now and then so yeah. um, there'll be a bunch of guys that can be staking their claim let's uh, yeah let's have a quick jet round the world I don't know how we would get from India to um, Australia maybe through Dubai or something like that on Emirates <laughs> but we would uh, we would land to see Steve Smith in his first gig as uh, as opener what what are our thoughts on uh, on that he's, he's got 12 runs and he's got nicked off which happens when you're open that batting. happens when you're open the batting yeah and uh, Usman again showing his quality uh, in a day where I think 12 wickets were taken in the first day of the test between uh, Australia and the West Indies in Adelaide uh, Usman Khawaja 30 knot at stump showing that uh, a genuine opening bat and I use that term advisedly fortunately uh, dropped it dropped was dropped on. was dropped and of course obviously started cricket as not an opening bat so I'm a tongue, <laughs> tongue firmly in cheek but Australia have bowled well on day one uh, albeit that they've let uh, the bottom partnership the 10th wicket partnership proving to be an Achilles heel for Australia uh, at the moment another 55 run stand between the debutante Shamar Joseph and I think Kimar Roach as well yeah. chipping in with a couple of handy runs there I think uh, Joseph got himself 30 on on debut and is just his sixth first class match uh, so uh, proving that you don't have to play a lot of cricket to play for your well, country well and, and took both the wickets as well so yep. yeah good, yep. good great day. first day good, yep. good, good day good wheels and, and and most importantly from an Australian cricket perspective we, we found out that David Warner's baggy greens were there along, all along as well were they just they really were yes oh gee that's a that's a narrative that I've not been across yeah I've so. been yeah, have a little jump on. Uh, apparently, they're in. They're in the bag. There was a yeah a, a luggage tag that wasn't viewed correctly, and uh, apparently a sheepish security guy handing back the backpack. Oh wow! Um, so yeah, he didn't even need to go down to the Cricket Australia shop to get that spare backpack <laughs> out to to auction off on Instagram. Oh well, there you have it. There you have it. We're not gonna we're not gonna get you ranting about the that the bowling for that final. Uh, that final period of the West Indies innings. I know we're only on day one. I'm sure there there will be some ranting, even though Australia has obviously made a nice start to this uh, test series. I think you should save your run. I'll save it till after the series because I'm sure it will happen again. And I, I think it is a concerning trend in an otherwise very, very powerful Australian lineup at the moment. Uh, quick shout out to Josh Hazelwood. Uh, picked up his 250th test scalp, uh, which meant Australia fielded a bowling lineup where all four of their strike bowlers had 250 plus test wickets never been done in, in test cricket before wow. never been done by Australia by or Australia. never been done ever definitely by Australia I'm not sure ever I will probably look, not ever because there's I mean more I'm just thinking currently there's like the current players have more wickets than uh, older test players right so there probably wouldn't be a four player combination maybe I wouldn't there is have, but I wouldn't have thought so no because the West Indies guys didn't so get enough test certainly wickets certainly can't think of an England, uh, an England not with all four mm. so yeah. interesting Impressive. interesting any other business or should we close the podcast now can we just before we go can we direct the listeners and viewers of our podcast to find the super smash match between Canterbury Wellington CD oh Wellington and Central Districts and the Troy Johnson plus Nick Kelly catch um, I know this term is overused and I blame Bill Laurie for this because he's the boy who cried greatest but 
It is quite possibly one of the greatest outfield catches you will ever see. I, I'm just. Gonna, I'm not going to elaborate on it anymore. Go right, and like watch a, it. If, go and watch it on I'm YouTube. I'm just going to hazard if you're listening to this podcast. Yeah, you've probably seen it. You have seen that yeah. catch. And if you but, haven't, if the, you've been living under a rock, because the, the reason I'm saying that it. is literally in my Twitter feed. I think it was when every, it happened. Eh? It was every other post. Yeah, yeah. For, for about a week. Yeah, yeah. It was no, that good. It, it was. I yeah. have, I've seen a few people say that it shouldn't have been out. I'm, I haven't seen the camera angle. Someone's obviously got a camera angle where, because you obviously can't see, yeah. well, the ones that I've seen, you can't quite see Troy Johnson and where he is in relation that, to the boundary. I yeah. thought there was a front on angle from somewhere. That probably also a Trump voter. Poppycock <laughs> is what I say. <laughs> Anyhow, it yeah. was spectacular nonetheless. Yeah, certainly the best catch of its type, I think I've, yes. I've, I've seen. I'd, I'd agree uh, with yeah. that. I, I still, yeah, I still like to see a, a good. Uh, Keep us standing up. You, you, look, you would have enjoyed Seifert's today. Big yeah. edge. Yeah. Moved his gloves well, very well. Keep us standing up. Keep us standing back. Keep her anywhere, really. <laughs> Stumpings. Uh, Stumpings, yeah. Runouts, uh, mancads. Anyway. La- last thing I will just say is uh, of interest is Under-19 World Cup starts on Friday. So uh, actually a really good article on Crick Info today about uh, about Rahman Hikmat from, uh, who's in the New Zealand Under-19 squad, Afghanistani uh, heritage so yeah, uh, very much just looking forward to that. I, I'm kind of curious on where I might be able to watch that when it comes on. I couldn't. I had a bit of a look through the Sky Sport and couldn't see a huge amount. So if anyone know any listeners know where we might be able to tune in to some of that footage, uh, that would be awesome. But, yeah, and yeah. if anyone knows that, same question for the England India Test series. TV rights still not agreed. This always uh, happens. So doesn't I know. It? Yeah, it'll be all. It, it look absolutely will be. Look, that is it from us all here on the Top Order Podcast. This evening, as we said at the top of the show, um, in your feed very, very shortly will be our preview of the England-India five test series uh, coming up. Can Basball prevail in the harshest of conditions? Um, I think not, but we'll preview it all um, anyway. Um, but for now, it is good night and God bless from us all here in Auckland. We'll speak to you soon on the Top Order podcast. Good night.